0: This is Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hello, it's Andy, and this is my final episode from Bali. It has been such a dream recording the episodes the last couple of weeks here, and honestly, just being here, just being in Bali. For three weeks has been magical. It's time for me to go home and be with my husband and my baby kitty and get back on the time zone that my clients are on. But I have to tell you, it's just been incredible. And I can't wait to do this type of travel again and to be with many of you on the retreats that we have coming up. I'm going to talk about travel and how it helps us with the manifestation process today. That's what this episode is all about. And first, I want to mention this. I came across this viral Instagram reel. One of my very best friends sent it to me, and it's from Queen Herbie, and this is what she says in this clip from her podcast. She says, witches call it spells, Christians call it prayer, spiritualists call it manifestation, atheists call it the placebo effect, scientists call it quantum physics, everyone is arguing over its name no one is denying its existence. So that got me thinking. I talk a lot about manifestation, obviously, on this show. We have a course inside of my wellness studio called Manifestation Blueprint. And for me, manifestation is what it is. I suppose I am a bit of a spiritualist. I am your woo-woo best friend. I have been called a witch. I have been called someone who is a spell caster. I could see myself on kind of the side of the Glinda the Good Witch sort of vibes. I have also completely aligned with the idea that it is quantum physics and it is prayer. I don't know so much about the placebo effect, but I get it. I totally get it. So whatever you want to call it, no one is denying it is real that there is something in this practice. And a part of the reason that I created Manifestation Blueprint, my course, that will be open again in the summertime. We open it a couple of times a year, adding new bits of curriculum each time. But a part of the reason that I created it is because I so believe in this practice of getting super intentional and doing everything you can to move through those preconditioned ideas that you've inevitably been harboring inside of your being for most of your life. When we start to get rid of that shit, then we can start to take complete control, take the reins over how our life is evolving. And to me, ultimately, that is what manifestation is all about. It's about... Understanding that your life is going to transform over time, no matter what. There's actually a study I recall reading in the New York Times years ago, and it was this study about how when asked about how much we think we're going to change, we think we're going to change very little. So if someone says, you know, what's your life going to look like in five years? we think it will not change very much. We say, oh, it's probably going to be about the same as it is now. Maybe I'll still live in the same place I live presently and I will have the same job and I'll have the same friendships and relationships. But for most people, there is a lot of change that occurs over time and in a much quicker timeline than we think it will. The f- fact of the matter is we have the ability to decide what those changes in our life are going to look like. There are going to be things that are obviously completely out of our control, but there are also so many things that we can do to make the evolution and the transformation that we want to have happen more quickly. Whatever you plant into your subconscious mind and nourish, 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 that is the stuff that becomes your reality. So whether you are putting something into your subconscious mind and preying on it, whether you are putting something into your subconscious mind and casting spells about it, whether you are putting something into your subconscious mind and then manifesting it, whatever it is we're planting into the subconscious mind and nourishing with repetition and emotion will become our reality. So today we're going to talk about how travel helps with this process of planting all that delicious good stuff into the subconscious mind. Today's episode is sponsored by Women's Meditation Network. Women's Meditation Network creates guided meditations and music through a network of free podcast episodes, which, to be honest, is one of the coolest ways to get your hands on meditations. I have been using, while I've been traveling, the Women's Meditation Network Sleep Sounds Meditation for Women. It's a daily podcast episode. They are one-hour episodes that are sounds only. You just get on the podcast app and press play and then get in bed, close your eyes, and you are good to go. The sounds range from sleep meditation music to nature sounds to white noise and so much more. These episodes are designed to help you sleep better. There are also many other episodes within the Women's Meditation Network. They are so easy to use. The massive library of meditations that they have include topics like anxiety, forgiveness, gratitude, calm, presence, and so much more. You can follow Sleep Sounds Meditation for Women by the Women's Meditation Network, wherever you listen to your podcast and start listening for free today. Or if you're interested in that library of other meditations that they have, you can get those on the podcast app also, or go to womensmeditationnetwork.com. Okay, so let's get into this episode and talk about manifestation and travel. Manifestation is the practice of bringing your desires and intentions into reality through focused thought and action. While for some it may seem a little far fetched, traveling can actually help us become better manifestors. And here's why I believe this is so true. First, Consider the practice of visualization. Visualization is a key component of the manifestation process. In my courses and my workshops, I often recommend creating vision board, it helps us to bring the things that we are calling in into the mind's eye. And then when you do things like put your vision board on your phone, for example, as your screensaver or on your computer, or even print it out and put it somewhere where you're seeing it every single day, it starts to, what, what happens is you take that vision and you begin to implant it into the subconscious mind. Travel provides us with an opportunity to visualize our desires in a new and powerful way. When we travel, we are often surrounded by new sights, new sounds, new experiences, new cultures, new ways of being. And this can help us to tap into our imagination so quickly. When I consider my experience in Bali. Everything looks and feels different. The way I get around town is different. I may be hopping on a moto and traveling that way versus by my normal car at home or an Uber, for example, that in itself is a different experience. I am seeing myself and how I interact with the world in a brand new way. And that very small example of just how I get around, we're surrounded by this stuff when we're traveling. And then what begins to happen is our dreams and our goals and how we want to show up day to day starts to shift. And we have this experience where we get a bit more vivid with what we see as possible. By visualizing our desires in this way, we can strengthen our focus and intention and bring our goals closer to reality. So when you're traveling, I encourage you if you're not already doing this to take some time in your day, whether it's before you start the day or as you're closing your day and really think about what are the sights, sounds experiences that you encountered that day or the day before, if you're doing this in the morning, how did that impact you? What is, how are you feeling? And how can that help you to open up your imagination to new possibilities in your day-to-day life. We have a group chat going from a retreat group that was just here with me in Bali. And everyone is now returned home and they're sharing in the chat reminders to each other to hold the visions, to hold the dreams that they felt very connected to, that they felt were in an aligned reality to the plane that they're living on while they were in Bali. So they're chatting back and forth to each other and saying, hey, remember the dreams. Remember the things that you said were important to you. And of course, retreat travel helps with this so much more because you're with an aligned group of people. You're like-minded, you're sharing, you're supporting each other. But you can do this even when you're traveling with your friends or family. Just make that time for yourself to spend some, just some little moments really thinking about, what is my experience in this place that I'm visiting? And it doesn't have to be that you're going to Bali. It could be like, you're just going on a weekend trip, even if it's like somewhere you've been before. Open your eyes, pay attention, and allow yourself to see the world in a new way. Okay, so the second thing that I notice about travel and how it helps us with our manifestation practice, traveling helps us become so much more open to new possibilities. And We've already talked a bit about experiences, but when we explore new places and cultures, we are often exposed to really different ways of doing things, different ways of living. And this type of exposure can help us expand our belief systems and become more open to the infinite number of possibilities that exist in the universe, the infinite number of ways that things can ultimately be done. I've noticed when I'm in a place like Bali, there's a lot of like folks saying things like, what day is it? Is today Monday? Is today Saturday? Who really knows? And it's not just the tourists. It's just that there's a bit of a different way of living here. There are ceremonies for so many things, specifically full moons and new moons, which I love. And that is a mark of time. When is the new moon coming? When is the full moon coming? I was at a temple, a water temple, having a cleansing ritual, which was several hours long with the group of women that were here with me for the retreat. And when we were having a conversation with our guide, he said, oh, you're here on a really good day. And it wasn't, oh, you're here on a really good day. It's Monday, it won't be busy. It was, you're here on a really good day in terms of the traffic, the number of people that were gonna be ahead of us to get into the temple because we weren't there on the full moon or the new moon. So that's just a different way of marking time. So when we give ourselves the opportunity to open up to different ways of thinking and expansive ways of doing things, we begin to attract more abundance and joy into our lives. I find when I'm in a place like this, I do not have that normal, that thing that so many of us get where it's like, okay, it's Monday, I need to be at my desk and I need to be getting shit done. Like that does not happen for me when I'm traveling. And it's not just Bali, it's other places too. I still have the same... To do list. And honestly, for me, I don't even make to do lists at all. This is a whole other conversation, but everything goes on my calendar in time blocks. I use a practice called Monday Hour One. I don't always do it on Monday, but often I do it. I do do it on Mondays. The idea in Monday Hour One is rather than having a to do list, everything that you have coming up gets put into your calendar in time blocks. So when I'm in a place like this or when I'm traveling, when I was in London last month in Stockholm, everything I need to accomplish to be successful still gets in my calendar. But the stress of a self-inflicted, self-created stress of being like, oh, it's Monday. I need to be at my desk, like getting the things done goes away because I know that everything I need to accomplish is ultimately getting on my calendar in a time block like right now, as I record, it's Monday night, 8 p.m. I do not record in the evenings when I'm at home on Monday night. It's just not what I do. But today, I, my schedule looked a little different. I woke up this morning and went to a cafe and had a solo breakfast and read my book that I'm reading right now, which is kind of like a rom-com sort of book. And then I went and met a friend and she's a photographer. We shot some brand images for the podcast and for the wellness studio, for WeWe Studio and for the beauty brand that I'm building, Casa Noon. So we did that and then we had lunch and we hung out and then I took a motorcycle ride home, which is basically like the Uber here. It's called Gojek. Took the ride home. Sat by the pool for a while, got out of the pool, did some work on my computer, worked on some projects that I have coming up, got back in the pool, went and got a smoothie bowl, just got home, and now I'm recording this podcast episode on Monday night that will air on Thursday. And that's just quite different from how I normally work. So the openness to possibility, the openness to doing things in a different way, what starts to happen is we expand what we believe to be Possible for us, and we attract more abundance and joy into our lives. I mean, I'm feeling really joyful today, and I don't feel like oh, okay, I had all this pressure to get all this work done today, even though I did accomplish a lot, a lot of project tasks got knocked off my list. I've shot imagery for three things I have going on, and now here I am recording this episode. so I encourage you to allow that openness to occur. Even if you're traveling just on a weekend trip somewhere close by, this can happen for you no matter where you're going, and it will support your manifestation mindset. The third thing, when we are traveling, we increase our willingness to take inspired action. Traveling can inspire us to take action towards our goals and dreams. When we're in new environments, we often feel a sense of freedom and possibility that can spark new ideas, can spark thinking that perhaps we haven't had before. By taking inspired action towards our goals, we can move so much closer and so much quicker towards our desires, and that's how we build more abundance in our lives. Whether it's starting a new business or taking a course or pursuing a relationship, Travel can inspire us to be bold, to really go after our dreams, and I find that because we are inevitably stepping outside of our comfort zone, especially when we're traveling somewhere either solo or with a small group of friends or somewhere we haven't been before and we're facing new and unfamiliar situations, we have to take action because we don't know our surroundings like we do our surroundings at home. And as we navigate little challenges like like figuring out how to get around, what the Uber of the country is that you're visiting or how to order coffee or how to exchange your money. When we navigate those challenges, we begin to develop a greater sense of confidence in our ability to handle uncertainty and overcome obstacles. And then we're more likely to take inspired action on anything else that we've got going on. There's a quote I love, and the quote is this, I am not the same having seen the moon shine on the other side of the world. The quote is from Mary Ann Rodmacher, and her quote highlights the transformative power of seeing something brand new On a very personal level it's suggesting that by experiencing new things and encountering different ways of life we can undergo profound transformation and emerge from our chrysalis when we return from a trip when we recall the moonshine on the other side of the world when we're back in our normal environment The fourth thing I want to mention is when we are traveling, we often have to make decisions and take risks that we would not have to encounter when we're just doing our life at home, whether it's navigating a new city or trying a new activity. And for me, like last week, that risk was climbing Mount Batur. Which, yeah, that sounds like a big risk, I suppose. It's an active volcano. We hiked in the middle of the night to get to the top of the volcano by sunrise. Pretty big risk. But the risk doesn't have to be something that grandiose either. Smaller risk was getting around on the back of motorcycles on an island in which I am here alone at this point. That also feels a little risky, but it could also be just going and trying out something that you have never done before. When we make those types of decisions to try things, even very calculated risks, we develop a greater sense of agency and self-trust. This can help us to feel more confident in our ability to make decisions in other areas of our lives, which helps us to manifest more. The next thing that travel does for us that helps us to manifest more is build expansive relationships. When we travel with friends or when we meet new people while traveling, we begin to build confidence and our ability to connect with others and to up-level into groups that we perhaps considered out of our realm before. When we step outside of our usual social circles and engage with people from different backgrounds and cultures, we expand our perspective and we also develop greater empathy and just general social skills. This can ultimately help us to become more confident and comfortable and expand that worldview, which is so good for our manifestation practice. So I encourage you, In some way, this year, book a trip. Go somewhere that is outside of your comfort zone. Do something that feels, even if it's a very calculated risk, that feels a bit risky for you. Take inspired action. Get open to new possibilities. And then allow yourself to really visualize what's possible for you. I spoke at a conference at the beginning of the year. And in that experience, I invited several members of the audience to share with me what they were manifesting, what they were calling in this year. This was a corporate event, so I was really interested to see what they had to say. And several of the people that put their hands up and spoke up said they were manifesting travel, that travel was something that was really important to them for this year. So I encourage you, if travel is important to you, if it's on your vision board, if it's on your list, Make it happen. It does not have to be something as far away as Bali, but something that you can fully commit to and get out there and experience the world, explore the world is so good for your manifestation practice. If you're interested in traveling with me, I have two trips now on the calendar. We have A retreat at the end of August in Palm Springs. It's like a weekend getaway. So, this may be the perfect one for you if you're looking for something that isn't going to take you out for an entire week. It will be in the show notes. It's August 24th through the 27th. And then we just launched, we just announced our Mallorca retreat for March of 2024. We have already sold quite a few of the spaces in that retreat. So if you want something that's a little bit further outside of your comfort zone, a little bit further away, perhaps, Mallorca could be for you. I can promise you no matter which retreat you choose, if you're interested in coming, you will make profound connections with the other women that are on the retreat. They will be so high vibe. They will be so like-minded and they will have a variety of really interesting perspectives, which I find to be incredibly cool. Before we go, I want to mention that this week is the last week to pre-order my brand new book, Elemental Nature-Inspired Rituals to Nourish Your Life. It is being released now with Chronicle. This book is for nature lovers, wellness enthusiasts, and modern mystics. So that means you if you're listening to this show. I find Elemental to be so beautiful. I'm so proud of it. The illustrations are gorgeous. And it's all about disconnecting from the digital world and reconnecting with nature for better health and inner peace. Something else we can do while we're traveling. Ancient humans had an intimate connection to nature. We lived by the cycles of the sun and the moon, and we followed the flow of water when we were determining where to settle and planted and sowed according to the shifts in seasons. So I wanted to connect to that energy. So the book is full of rituals and simple activities that return us to that type of nature connection. If you're interested in pre-ordering the book, you can click the link in the show notes to pre-order. If you send our team an email with your screenshot of your receipt to team at weeweegirl.com, it's team at O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L, you will get a special pre-order gift. And if you order after this week, all good. I'm just so happy that you're interested in the book and I'd love for you to post it, share it, tag me. When you get it, it would mean the world to me. With that, this episode is complete. You can find more about our show over on our Instagram page at YourWooWooBFF. If you have not yet left us a review, if you could kindly drop down onto the app that you're listening to this show on and leave us a star rating, five stars, if you believe that that's what we are worthy of. And if you've loved this episode, send it along to a friend who may need to hear this message too. I'll be back again next Thursday. We have some incredible interviews coming up and more solo episodes to come this season. With love, I'll see you when I am back home again next week in Los Angeles. Thank you for being with me these last couple of weeks in Bali. See you super soon.